This is the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your hosts, Stephen Michael and Sonny Pooney. Hey, hey, welcome to another beautiful fact-finding mission of Growing Up Rock. This is Stephen Michael and with me as always, Sonny Pooney. How's it going, Stephen? Dude, that was a delay. You got to get a little bit quicker than that. (laughs) What? I said it right away. (laughs) Dude, you're right on top of the one with Podcast Rock City. Oh, yeah. Dude, those guys, they added all that. I have major major pauses in that, too. They added all that. All right. Well, good. That's more (laughs) editing work for me, then. All right. Well, awesome. We got an interesting um, uh, show uh, this week that we're going to get into. But uh, first, uh, how was your week? You had a lot going on in your life. Yeah, I'm uh, uh, I'm with the same company, but I'm doing a different uh, sort of job. And just, uh, you know, when you leave your comfort island and learn something new at the ripe old age of 47, makes your head spin a little bit. So I'm having a good time meeting new people, uh, learning a, a, a different part of my company and um, making a difference in a different way. So it's it's exciting, tiring, kind of scary all at the same time. Yeah, and you're in a totally new time zone. But what I really, really want to know, and I've been thinking about this for a really long time, Sonny, with uh, your new location, I just need to know and tell me the truth. Have you had your first fried cheese curd yet? I'd had it before because I'd been traveling here and uh, I got force fed it the first time I came. So I've had it several Aren't times. Aren't they awesome? They're awesome. <laughs> Did you have a bratwurst yet? Uh, yeah, I'm not much of a brat guy though, but uh, I've had them. Yeah, they're good. So- I mean... So we'll see if the fans – we won't say uh, where where Sonny is now. We'll just see. Fans, if you guys know where we're talking about that has beautiful cheese curds that are fried and uh, bratwurst, then write in on the Facebook page and tell us where exactly in the world is Sonny Pooney. <laughs> it's like where's Waldo, right? <laughs> yeah, where's Waldo? We'll, we'll follow the where's Matt Porter. We want to know where Sonny Pooney is today. But where's Waldo's got a WW, so I want to search for Sonny. I want to SS. Sweet. Search for Sonny. I like it. I like it. That's a new game show that's coming on uh, Growing Up Rock soon. Search for Sonny. So (laughs) write in and tell us where your search for Sonny has taken you and tell us where. We've we've dropped clues on you at this point. (laughs) That's great. All right, well, let's waste no more time. Let's just get into this because we got a bunch of content to talk about. And um, uh, today, um, well, we got a couple things, uh, a little bit of house cleaning to do before we get into it. But this episode uh, we're going to get into is um, uh, discussing, Sonny and I are going to discuss war and peace. 
Uh, and no, we're not talking about the Tolstoy uh, novel. Uh, we're talking about songs that deal with the subject of war and songs that deal with the subject of peace. Uh, and as I say in the show notes, uh, Sonny and I are both lovers, not fighters. So, uh, you know, uh, we're probably going to be more partial to uh, the songs of, of love and peace. Although, I, I don't know. I, there's a lot of good ones on our war list, Sonny. Yeah, uh, really good ones on our war list. I didn't ask you this before. Have you ever fired a gun? I fired a gun one time. Have you ever fired a gun? Dude, I'm from the South. Of course I've fired a gun. Oh. I, I mean, I, I packed five of them, uh, uh, six shooters around my belt. I got one of those um, uh, <laughs> oh, Bandero belts that, that <laughs> uh, go with the bullets, the kind James Hetfield wore before Kill 'em All came out. You remember those? Oh, yeah, the same ones Peter had. exactly so i've got so i've got i've got a set of those that i carry around with me on a regular basis and then also i have um the bandolero uh bullets that go across your uh chest like the three amigos you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 but uh you know i have the kind that have the tequila holders with the shot glasses you see in mexico that's the kind i have that's a whole nother story (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes somewhere down in Mexico, I lost like at least two or three days at one point. That's a story. That's a rock and roll story for another time, though. Yeah, for sure. But uh, hey, so that's what we're going to discuss. But before we get into that, Samantha, what time is it? It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. All right. So for our Crank It Up Spotlight, first of all, I want to thank Trevor McDougall. He's been sending some new music to us, and you know, uh, Stephen and I, Stephen and I both have busy lives, and we don't always get to maybe listen to some of the new music that's out there. And there's so much new music to filter through. But uh, Trevor's been sending us a few, and I actually want to uh, share one with you guys. Uh, it is a band from Finland called One Desire, and they just released their first album. I uh, released late March, early April of this year. Um, and uh, Decibel Geek actually did a album review for it. So if you want to check it out on Decibel Geek Podcast, our friend Colin, uh, a.k.a. Starchild, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> he did the review, um, and uh, he did a great review. Uh, this band is very, um, I call it M3, which is melodic modern metal, like for me, uh, where it's a little bit heavier than hard rock, but it's not quite that symphonic metal that is out there. Uh, Sonny, don't we have Sonny, don't we have enough labels with you yeah. putting more labels? Quit creating more buckets yeah. for metal. M3, melodic modern metal. I like it. Um, so anyway, the song that we're going to play uh, is called Apologize. All right, and we won't apologize for playing this. So thank you, Trevor, and uh, let's roll it.
pretty killer. What do you think, Sonny? Is that that's good new crank it up uh, music, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And if uh, you know some of these podcasts, uh, and we've mentioned it too, there's a band out there called Eclipse that's been around a while, mm-hmm. a Swedish rock band. And if you like Eclipse, you'll like this album because it's very, very uh, similar. Uh, they don't rip each other off or anything, but the, just the the metal that's in Europe right now, melodic wise, it's all so easy to listen to. Yeah, and I should mention our friend uh, Trevor McDougal. He's gonna uh, he wrote in and and bought us uh, um, uh, his rock and roll story or one of his rock and roll stories. So we're gonna we're gonna do a little uh, midweek. Um, uh, segment with uh, Trevor uh, sometime in the next upcoming weeks, so that'll be cool. We'll we'll get to hear from Trevor himself. Cool, awesome. All right, well, you ready to move on to a little war and peace, my friend? All right, let's go for it. We're gonna start off with the war before the peace. You got to have a war before you have peace, right? Yeah, supposedly. Uh, supposedly peace doesn't count unless you have war first, something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, shoot. I guess I'll, I'll kick this. I'll get this war started. I ain't afraid to whip out the, the, um, uh, bombs and, and bullets. (laughs) (laughs) So, So I am going to kick us off with, um, just a kick ass tune and it's an older tune and it was originally done by Jesus priest. Uh, and we all love the priest, but I'm going to play a little bit different version because um, the song Dissident Aggressor. So that was originally on the Sin After Sin record from Priest. Um, and that's a little bit older record. And, and with older records, you get the, um, you know, it's just not sonically doesn't sound as great as, as newer recordings. Um, and I think Slayer has done a version of this as well. Um, but, uh, pardon me, I'm not a huge Slayer fan and that's just me. Um, start the hate mail, uh, sunnypooney.gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, just, I'm not a huge Slayer fan. That's just me. But, uh, anyway, back to dissident aggressor, um, this was released recently on a covers EP by Hailstorm, and this version is pretty kick-ass. And I, I know that that Sonny's love affair with Hailstorm is well-documented, but mine is not. So I figured I could get away with paying a Hailstorm song and be okay with it. Uh, Sonny, is, is that okay with you? Can I enter into your territory for the day? Yeah, that's completely fine with me. I appreciate you bringing it to the forefront. Yeah, and in my defense, it is a priest song, so uh, that should relieve me from uh, uh, trampling on your uh, hailstorm lovery. So, uh, Dissident Aggressor uh, from Hailstorm. Sonny, you got anything to add about this tune? Uh, No, it's a great tune, and uh, honestly, I love this version uh, because it's, a little more modern feel to it, but uh, Lizzie does a great job with it. Yeah, and it's a cool song. It doesn't get played enough, in my opinion. I mean, uh, when you talk about pre-songs, uh, there's a lot more that comes to mind, but I dig Dissonant Aggressor, and so I'm going to play it because it's our show. So here it is. Enjoy.
scream at the beginning so killer. She she's able to pull that off, man. Yeah, and you know, for those folks that don't listen to Hailstorm or don't know much about them, they actually have three uh, covers EPs now, and um, the one that has Dissident Aggressor on it has Get Lucky, it has Shoot to Thrill, it has Hell's for Children. There's some uh, amazing covers on those three albums. Uh, you should really check them out. She's, they've done everything from Fell on Black Days to Slave to the Grind to Bad Romance. Like yeah. it, they're all over the place. And I, and I like I like her attitude because she she honestly, I mean, if you've listened to interviews and you can just tell by the music that they do, right? They do these covers, EPs, and things like that. She really is a fan of of hard rock and metal from from you know the late seventies and eighties and stuff like that. I mean. Uh, there's always a YouTube video out there of her doing like a Dio tune or a White Snake tune or a Cinderella song or, you know, just all this killer uh, hard rock from from uh, the period of time that Sonny and I love uh, and that a lot of you guys love so much, right? So I can appreciate that about uh, uh, Lizzie Hale. Okay. So my first pick uh, is from our friends Black Label Society. And... I love Zach's voice. His the the emotion in his voice and how he kind of sends his message is definitely unique compared to most singers, especially with that deep voice that he has. But he does a great job with his song. Um, it's off my favorite Black Label Society album, Order of the Black. Come, came out in 2010. It's got the song's got that normal aggressive crunchy riff, pinch harmonics. They're there. The signature ripping Zach solo. Um, the lyrics are awesome. If you get a chance to check out the lyrics, maybe you pull them up before you listen to the song. But the song that I want to play for you is called War on uh, War of Heaven. Plus, plus he looks like a Viking. So, yeah. <laughs> so you got that. Which going is only for you. cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. War of Heaven. Black Label Society, let her rip.
love BLS. Yeah, and what's interesting is his voice kind of hides it. But, man, I mean, he's got some deep lyrics, like the falsehood of opposition becomes becomes one's God in religion. Like, he writes some really good lyrics. It's just kind of lost the way he sings it, right? So. He does. I mean, some of the slower songs, the lyrics are really good, too. I, I just I dig BLS, man. They're, they're a cool band, for sure. Yeah. My turn. <laughs> Yep. All right. Well, that's exciting. So this one may be um, a little bit more mainstream, I guess, for for our peeps out there. But um, it's one that I couldn't uh, ignore. Um, and you can pick probably, I mean, there's probably any number of songs um, that come to mind when, when we talk about this band. But um, I dig this tune. I dig this record. Um, and I, I'm not a huge fan of one, which is, of course, a war uh, song, but we're talking about Metallica. Uh, and so uh, for this, I'm going to go to the brilliant and beautiful master of puppets record. And I am going to whip out disposable heroes. What do you think about that, Sonny? My favorite Metallica album, and it was how I discovered Metallica in my life. Oh, with this album or this song? The album. Master okay. of Puppets is my favorite Metallica song and album. Yeah, well, it's, for a lot of people, it's definitely not a bad place to be if you're a Metallica fan. So, uh, But I love Disposable Heroes. Uh, I, this song takes me back to uh, riding the the bus uh, to school. I remember listening to this uh, song at one point. So I'm going to go with, uh, with this. All right. You good with that? Sounds good to me. Let's play it. Rock.
Yeah, I love. You could have picked almost every song after Master of Puppets is probably about war at some point. Yeah, that song's killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Metallica, man. I, 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 you know, I jumped off at kind of Fuel. That's kind of where I jumped off. Yeah, I like the I like the new album. I do like the new album, but uh, there's Master of Puppets. Like, if I want to get revved up, that is an album you can just put it on and leave it on. Uh, I'm a little bit more lenient on Metallica. I didn't hate Reload or Load or any of that stuff. I mean, it's a little bit different for sure, and I didn't love every song on the record. And even St. Anger, with its weird-ass drum sound and um, some of the different time signatures and stuff, I even liked some of the stuff off that record. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but Death Magnetic and, and uh, Hardwired to Self-Destruct, both good efforts in my opinion especially for dudes that are getting up there in age and as long as that band's been around so um, much respect to those guys as far as i'm concerned what you got for us dude yes all right so um we are gonna play a song by europe everybody's heard it final countdown go ahead uh no (laughs) Okay, nah. maybe people haven't turned us off yet. Yeah, exactly. The final count. Hell, I was about. Song? I was about to turn us off, dude. What's wrong with that? The I, final countdown's a war song, dude. I hate that song. I've never liked that song. <laughs> Europe's done some stuff that I like, uh, and I've got a few Europe records, and and this last one that you're about to talk about, I've even got. Uh, but uh, I I've never liked that song. I hated that song. I hated that song when it came out before it started getting played at every freaking sporting event. <laughs> I, I actually love that entire album. So uh, I, I have love for that song. I'm sorry. But that isn't the song we're going to play. They, uh-huh. Europe is not the Europe that first hit the scene. Um, the, the Europe that sang Carrie and Final Countdown is a different Europe nowadays. And they don't play a lot in the States. I had the pleasure of seeing them twice over the last uh, two and a half years, once in uh, uh, Southern California and once on the Monsters of Rock cruise, they are definitely darker and heavier now. Um, now, they're not, you know, a Ven Sevenfold bullet from my Valentine. Like, they're not there. Uh, they just, they've slowed it up a, a bit, and they're still melodic, and it's still catchy, but it's definitely a little darker. Yeah. And uh uh, the uh, the album that we're going to play is called War of Kings, and the song that we're going to play is called War of Kings. Um, but you'll enjoy it. It's more mid-tempo, so check this out.
Yep. I like it. I like that record. That's a good record. Uh, that got a lot of critical appraise, uh, critical praise uh, when that record came out. A lot of people dig that that record. I, I almost called it a new record, but it's their last record. But that record yeah, came a, out a couple years ago, right? Yeah, 2015. And, uh, you know, I'm a lyrics guy. And, you know, there wasn't anywhere on the final countdown or carry or whatever that had lines like, you know, in a land thrown into darkness, an army would arise. Like, that's the kind of stuff that they're writing now, um, which they're actually more popular in Europe now than they ever were. You know, they, they play constantly. And they did a full-on state tour. I mean, they even came through Atlanta. They were playing this War of Kings record front to back. That was uh, what they were selling on the tour. And, and unfortunately, I missed it when it came through town. Something was going on. I was out of town or or um, I, I, I don't recall. But they came through town, and I was really kind of bummed that I didn't get to go because I wanted to go because I liked the new record, uh, new at the time. But um but i didn't didn't make it i've never seen that band live um so i can't i can't speak to it and the guys are in great shape you know and you know we've talked about it before people listen with their eyes yep the band looks great they sound great they play great i mean they they they've definitely got it it's just even on the on the cruise you would have thought everybody that was on the ship that's got nowhere to go we're in the middle of the ocean like there's nowhere to go you might as well go see europe and not everybody was there to see Europe. I was so amazed. It's like, guys, you don't know what you're missing. Yeah, uh, that's that's too bad, man. That's a little disappointing because there's always been good players in that band. Like all those guys have always been good players, a guitar player and keyboard player and uh, even the drummer. So, um, But hell, what are you going to do? Can't, can't love it all. You love what you love. That's right. All right, so let's talk about our last war song. It's on you. Yeah, so I've got an interesting one. So um, we're going to talk about the cult a little bit. Um, but we're going to talk about a record that I think kind of gets overlooked a little bit. And this record, when I pick this record up, this record, man, this record's fairly heavy. Um, and it's a fairly dark record. And, you know, the cult, they have a tendency to be all over the place sometimes. So by far, my favorite cult record for me is Electric. And that's just me personally. Um, very ACDC-ish sounding, produced by Rick Rubin. I, you know, I, I like that record a lot. Uh, and I know a lot of people, you know, they're all about Sonic Temple and, and um, some folks are about Ceremony and it, it's all good. Um, I like all those records, but the record that I'm going to talk about today is a record called Beyond Good and Evil. Um, do you have this record, Sonny? No, I don't. Um, when I knew you were going to play the song, I I had not heard this song because I, I kind of jumped off at Ceremony, yeah. right? So my favorite's Electric also. I like Sonic Temple. I like Ceremony. And then after that, you know, they were doing Greatest Hits albums and yeah. that kind of stuff. And then I just kind of lost interest in the cult altogether. But I, I saw that Bob Rock produced this, and this song is really cool. Man, this record's heavy, man. There's some good songs on this. Probably my favorite song on this record is a song called Rise, which I dig and would encourage folks to go check out. But the song that we're going to talk about is a song that's just flat out called War and the Process. So it's War with the Process in parentheses, and dig on this, man.
Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised how good that song was, and I listened to a little bit of the rest of the album. Yeah. It just sounds big, and then I'm like, who produced this? And then when I did the research, it was Bob Rock. I'm like, ah, that's why it sounds big. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was definitely lost in the shuffle. This is this is 2000s by the time they put this out, right? Yeah, I think this roughly came out around uh, grunge, uh, grunge era. Uh, I don't remember the exact yeah. year it came out, but uh, it was definitely in the 2000s. Yeah, that's a good song, though. That's a really yeah. good song. Dig that record. All right, so we're going to go into our five peace songs, and uh, <laughs> we're going to start with an interesting peace song, and then we're going to end uh, the fifth song with an argument of the peace song that we picked. Um, the interesting one is we're going to start with Pantera, and it's like, okay, so you had five war songs, but you didn't pick a Pantera <laughs> song and the war songs. So that's right, because we uh, like to keep y'all guessing. That's right. That's right. And Pantera has peace songs. And uh, what's very, very interesting is like one of the lines in this song that's called A New Level is a demanding plea for unity between us all. Like hearing Phil sing the line demanding plea for unity between us all. He sings it in a way that makes me want to kill people. <laughs> and uh, it just... He only has one way to deliver it, and that is with aggression. Uh, you're a big Pantera fan, aren't you? I do. I like my Pantera, but can you imagine? Like, can you imagine being being married to Phil? I love you, baby. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scary. And, this. Uh, so I'm not the hugest Pantera fan. I gotta handle him in doses, but. Uh, you know, there's no, the, the aggression is definitely there. And uh, uh, this song is actually from the 90, 1992 Vulgar album, uh, Vulgar Display of Power. But the song is called A New Level. <laughs>
A new level of aggression talking about peace. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't it doesn't start with the aggression kind of right away, but it gets there. Yeah, it's uh whoo. Um but yeah, okay, so I was looking so my kind of spin on it, because when Stephen came up with the idea of war and peace, you know, the first thing that went into my head is go pick songs that have the word uh, the titles war or peace. But then I wanted to kind of dive into the the lyrics a little bit and i'm like there's gotta be peace pantera songs that's where i came up with this so and it's hard to find um in rock and roll it's hard to find songs with peace in the title there's not a whole (laughs) there's not a whole lot of songs with peace in the title in in our uh, genre of music so uh definitely can find uh songs with uh with love in the title and and i think maybe that's an episode for for later on down the road but maybe we'll just do it's all about the love and uh there's a bunch of killer tunes with love in the title uh, yeah no doubt all right so it's my turn right yep all right so i'm going to talk about a band that i really really love they're fantastic live and they've put out some really solid records and I don't feel like they get played enough. It's not like nobody's never heard of them, but I just don't feel like they get enough exposure. So I would like to expose them a little bit more because I love them. And that's a band called Blackstone Cherry. Do you know this band? I do. And I'm 100% with you because I really love uh, Chris's voice. Yep. And these guys get, I've never seen them live. I haven't had the pleasure, but uh, there's something about his voice that I, it's just so listenable to me. Yeah. The guitar player. Well, uh, Chris, the singer plays guitar as well, but the, the lead guitar player in this band is really, really charismatic on stage and he's really active and it just, it's they're They're a great band to see live. Like I, it, one of my biggest pet peeves is going to see a band and, and they just kind of stand there and play. I don't love it. You know, I mean, I know there's some, some bands that do that. Like, you know, I, I don't want to name names, but there's a few bands out there that that's kind of what they do and it's their thing. And I get it. But when I go see rock and roll, man, I want to feel, I want to feel the energy off the stage. You know what I mean? I totally get it. Totally get it. So um, we're going to play a song off their 2014 release, Magic Mountain, which probably, honestly, between you and I, Magic Mountain's probably my least favorite record of all their records. Um, I've got five albums by them, uh, and they're all really good. And Magic Mountain's good, too. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that out of the five, Magic Mountain is probably my least favorite record. But this song I'm going to play is a killer tune, uh, and it's one of my favorites off the record, actually, and this is a song called Peace Pipe. Don't 
Yeah, I, I didn't own this. So um, when I saw that, you know, you were looking at playing it, I went and checked it out and I downloaded it right away. I, I, I downloaded that whole album. I actually like the album. I listened to it today. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. And, you know, one thing I, I find is that when a lot of war is going on, and this is just what I've heard, Sonny, so don't don't quote me here, but I find that when a whole lot of war is going on, um, probably when you got a bunch of hippies sitting around smoking a peace pipe with a bunch of uh, marijuana probably stuffed in there, it probably makes for a peaceful time. I'm just, I'm guessing. I don't <laughs> You're know. Guessing. I'm you guessing. don't know that for sure? I do oh, okay. not know All that right. for sure. I do not have a glaucoma, so I can't speak to it, but I'm, I'm speculating from what I understand. Uh, I live near states it's legal, so you don't have to have glaucoma. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, we were we were really pissed off, but then we started smoking this peace pipe. Now everything's really groovy and cool. It's <laughs> yeah. peaceful. Peaceful, I tell you. Oh, uh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next song is a deep, deep cut. And I wanted to... Um, play something from our newfound friend so on episode eight if you haven't had a chance to listen to episode eight we posted uh the rock and pod interviews that steven did while we were attending the rock and pod in nashville and one of the folks that steven talked to was chris green now you want to listen to the interviews because there's something about Jeff Scott Soto in there that's pretty funny, and and I didn't even know about it until I listened to the episode, so I'll leave that as a teaser. But anyway, uh, Chris Green is currently the guitar player in Taiketo, but before he joined Taiketo, he was in a band called Rubicon Cross, and uh, he played guitar in this band, and the lead singer is C.J. Snare, who is actually if that name sounds familiar, is the lead singer of Firehouse. Now, Rubicon Cross is not Firehouse. This this is not, you know, some people call it, you know, bubblegum hair metal. They were, you know, very popular for, you know, some of the ballads they did, which, you know, I thought some of them were good and some of them weren't so good. Or You're overplayed. talking about Firehouse, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but this is not Firehouse. This is much heavier, much more aggressive, but still has melody and still you can still sing along, but it's definitely melodic hard rock. And the guitar playing is off the hook. Like Chris Green has no, uh, I don't think he has any rules here. He can do whatever he wants and it sounds unbelievably awesome. And uh, one of the songs uh, that's called bleed with me is all about peacetime. And uh, it's still a rockin' song. And if you haven't checked out a band called Rubicon Cross, you can get it on iTunes. But let's play the song uh, called Bleed With Me. Yes! 
Chris Green, man, that that kid can play. I mean, he's got chops for days, man. Uh, he, I think this is still an ongoing project. I, I think I, I touched on Rubicon Cross with him in the interview. I don't remember whether it was on on mic or off mic, but he and I uh, talked about Rubicon Cross a little bit. He's he's really good friends with uh, with CJ. That's one of his best friends, and so uh, um, that may still be an active project. It's just that both of them. You know, CJ's got the mothership of a firehouse, and then um, uh, Chris is off doing uh, two or three different things, one of which is uh, Taiketo. So um, I don't know if that's completely uh, done or not, but that's a cool tune, man. I dig that song. Oh, yeah. And had you heard of these guys? I know. Didn't you guys talk? You guys talked about this in the interview, right? Well, yeah, band, right? yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. I, I don't know yeah. whether it was off mic or on mic, but I, I think uh, think they're still still going, uh, yeah. still doing it. And I will tell you, Taiketo is unbelievably underrated. If you if you get a chance to see Taiketo live, you want to check it out because Danny Vaughn rocks and that whole band is awesome. And, uh, you know, you might not know all their songs when you go see them live. It won't matter because they'll rock. They'll rock it anyway. Yeah, even even if you go to see uh, Chris Green's playing and Danny's singing, that's that's worth the price of of a ticket, you know. So definitely check that uh, check that band out, and I think they're playing in New York sometime soon. He promoted that show on our uh, on our uh, interview. So oh, okay, okay. Hey, you went deep cut with your next pick here too. I've never even heard this song. Okay, so let me let me say up front that. Um, I've never been the hugest Quiet Riot fan. Like, I, I like them. I guess I like some of the stuff. I don't love it all. Um, and I'm like everybody else. You know, when Mental, Mental Health came out, um, that was by far my favorite song. There was some stuff like I, I just I, – I almost can't listen to Come On, Feel the Noise anymore. I mean, I just I, – I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> so there's some stuff that I just can't listen to anymore. And, um, but I've always kind of kept up with them, like even with all this latest uh, singer roulette and all this craziness that they got going on i've always kind of kept up with it because it's rock and roll and it's hard rock so i dig it but um in 2014 i think it was they put out a record uh just simply called 10 and i can't even tell you who the singer of that version of quiet riot uh was but i still think it was uh chuck wright and um uh who's the guitar player they got alex right Is uh grossi grossi right yeah alex yeah. grossi so alex grossi and chuck wright were in the band of course frankie benali uh but i couldn't tell you who the singer was the record was simply called 10 and uh the lead off track on that record was called rock in peace so i choose quiet riot rock in peace and at least check out the tune uh, it's a good dose of rock and roll, so enjoy.
okay, that that song's that song's pretty good, actually. Uh, Quiet Riot's one of those like after the Wild and the Young came out off of QR three, I was done. Yeah, like I, I really didn't listen to much Quiet Riot after that. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. Like I said, I'm a very casual fan at best, but I always just because of of the music freak that I am, I always kind of keep my head in in the game with with. Um, bands from the 70s and 80s for the most part especially if they put out new material so uh that's why i knew about this record and uh there you go all right so to close out the peace part of our uh episode here we are actually going to talk about children of the grave by black sabbath and we're actually going to play uh the aussie version but uh, the live version, but this is where it was interesting because uh, we'll make you know we'll just kind of share Stephen and I will when we come up with an idea of what songs we're thinking about playing. Stephen had this song on his war list. I had it on my peace list. So then we kind of started talking about no, this song's about war, and I'm like no, this song's about peace. Did you read the lyrics? And I'm looking at the lyrics right now, and I'm not sure which one it's about. Right. So when you Hear lyrics like, children of tomorrow live in the tears that fall today. Will the sun rise up tomorrow bringing peace in any way? Must the world live in the shadow of atomic fear? Can they win the fight for peace or will they disappear? So that kind of sounds a little war-like. But then it goes to the next part. So you children of the world, listen to what I say. If you want a better place to live, spread the words today. Well, that makes it sound like we should be spreading peace and maybe there's not a war going on. So now I'm confused. So my take on it is this, my take on it is that this song is written in the midst of a war. And so that's hence the war part. So it's, it's written in the midst of a war with, you know, kind of a light at the end of the tunnel mentality. So, uh, war is all around, war is going on, death is all about, but there, you know, is, is peace on the horizon or will we ever see peace again? I mean, that's how I read into these lyrics. Um, and that's how I saw this song. Uh, so that's, that's just my take, but, but it is kind of interesting because, um, you know, it, it just goes to show you how uh, music reads, you know, differently by by people all over the place. You know, your your meaning may be different than my meaning. So it's all left up into interpretation. Right. Yeah. And I guess it d- kind of depends on like if there's a war going on and you heard this song, you would think that, OK, this song's out there because a the war's going on. And if there was the war was over. And you heard this song, oh, they're playing the song because, you know, the war is over. So I guess it, yeah, it just depends on the situation you're in, what your mindset is. Hey, one thing I know for sure, and and I can say this without almost any shadow of a doubt, um, uh, is that um, the song War Pigs is about war. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. There's no song called Peace Pigs. That's why. Um. (laughs) But but we're not playing War Pigs. We're playing Children of the Children of the Grave, and just a couple facts. So, Children, uh, Children of the Grave was originally on the Masters of Reality record released in '71. Uh, so, and if you remember the original, it kind of ended a little weird. 
kind of like, you know, do you play the record backwards and there's a message in there? Don't know. I never tried it. I don't know. I'm scared to do shit like that, so I won't do that. <laughs> so anyway, let's play. Uh, I think we're going to play the Aussie live version, right? Yeah, because I like I like the Speak of the Devil version with uh, Brad Gillis, man. I, I just um, – this was my first introduction to this song. So um, uh, I, I was hearing – I think I'm like a lot of people that are my age. I was hearing – uh, some of these uh, Sabbath songs for the first time through Ozzy's Speak of the Devil, uh, just because of the time period. So um, that was my introduction to this song. Uh, and then, of course, I went back and discovered uh, the original version, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, I dig this live version of this song, man. I think it's awesome. So you go with that. I'm going to spin that. Let's go with it. Sweet. Children of the Grave off the Speak of the Devil record. Ozzy Osbourne with Brad Gillis on guitar.
Yeah, that's that's a great version. And I you know, you gotta Brad Gillis got some guts, man. I you leave Ozzy to go start your own thing that was basically starting from scratch. And you know, who knows how long he would have been the guitarist in Ozzy, but that takes some guts. Gotta do what you gotta do. I think he ended up for the better. Uh that's absolute. That is absolutely right. <laughs> he's yeah. still he's still working today, and if he was the guitar player in Ozzy, chances are he might not be. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So it's all good. Plus, he didn't have to deal with Sharon's shit. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, you know what that brings us to. That's the end of our war and peace section, but that brings us to what? It's time for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock. All right, so historic moment. Um, we're talking about war and peace. So, how can we talk about war and peace and not talk about a Kiss song called War Machine? Ooh, ooh, ooh! I know, I know, I know. I had the answer. Is it War Machine? It's War Machine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but although I think I think this is one of the more popular songs off of Creatures of the Night, it was not one of the singles. It's the song that ended the album. The singles were uh, Creatures of the Night, and I think I Still Love You were the two singles. Um, they still play War Machine live pretty much, don't they? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it goes in and out of the set. It kind of depends. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so I, you know, me being the guy I am, I'm like, well, you know, everybody's heard the Kiss version. So let me go find other versions because, you know, everybody does redoes Kiss songs. So I go on a hunt, and I listened to 20 different versions of War Machine. And unfortunately, every version of War Machine is done by a band that's got those Cookie Monster vocals. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I do, and I hate it. Yeah. It kind of sounds like they're eating cookies as they're singing, kind of, right? Totally took the vocal melody out of the song. Like, really crunchy oh, guitars and good musically, but then the mo vocal melody is just dead. And I guess just the subject matter and the song called War Machine kind of attracts that type of band. And I could not find a melodic copy of it that was any, you know, that sounded any good anyway. So we're just going to go ahead and spin the absolute uh, original version of War Machine. Mr. Gene Simmons, I love you. Okay, well, I'm going to, before we spin this, I'm going to put the challenge to you, Sonny, because it's not that I don't trust Grown Up Rock's own personal historian, Sonny Pooney. I, I do trust you, and I believe you when, when you say you checked out 20 versions, but, you know, I almost think that somebody like Chris Sinzak could have dug something out. I, I'm just saying. That nice. That's that's really nice. <laughs> I'm just saying that dude has a way of finding cover songs that like you've never heard in your life, and like he'll find like um, 
you know, I don't know. He's got like secret agents in places and stuff. Chris will come out and he'll find like, um, yeah, this is, this is, um, uh, Van Halen and they were just sitting around in a rehearsal studio and they decided to play War Machine and record it. And this is like the Van Halen version of War Machine. Some crazy shit like that. I, I, am I wrong? <laughs> he, uh, or BJ. I'm or, sure or if BJ. BJ's listening, he'll fill the Facebook page with versions of War Machine or, by like Donna Summer or somebody. No, B, BJ, what BJ will do is he'll find 12 different versions of War Machine done by like Wicket Lester. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, it's all good. Yeah. Hey, sometimes the original is the best. So um, we're going to go with the original. Roll it. Because, you know, they were really trying to recover from the Elder and some of the disco hate they were getting. That I think that song's heavier than Creatures of the Night, to be honest. So I'm surprised it wasn't heavy. single. It's a different yeah. kind of heavy. I mean, it's, yeah. it's the the low end and the and the, uh, the tune-in makes it a little bit heavier than Creatures. but Yeah, yeah. Creatures. But this War and Peace idea was a great idea there, Stephen. Yeah, this was fun. Dude, I kind of pulled that out of thin air, didn't I? Yeah, you did. All right, there we go. Sometimes you just got to wake up from a dead sleep and jot stuff down, and that's what happened. (laughs) That's great. Cool. All right, well, um, Samantha, tell these fine folks a little information about our podcast, please. Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. Thank you, thank you. And we also want to, uh, so we're, we're getting a little bit new at this, but... Um, Uh, These are some of the folks that shared uh, last week's episode um, and just want to give them a shout out because I try to to shout out people and we don't have a whole lot of people um, um, sharing because we're still kind of new. So uh, don't don't make us beg, but please go to our website, check out our website, 
tell us your rock and roll story. Go to our Facebook page and like our page. We need friends, so like us. And by all means, go to iTunes and write a review. I mean, good gosh, we only got two or three reviews. They're all positive, which is awesome. But, you know, at this point, I'm just willing to listen to anything, good or bad, because at this point, I just want feedback. We want to know that what we're doing is worthwhile. Uh, We enjoy doing it, and hopefully you enjoy listening to it. Sonny, do you have any groveling you want to do before I read these uh, two or three people, uh, one of which, which includes my uh, my wife, and, and, <laughs> and talk about <laughs> us at all? No, you did enough groveling. <laughs> Just, we're, uh, we are getting good support, and I uh, appreciate people listening, that's for sure. But I think uh, the more people get involved, the funner it is for everybody. Let's put it that way, right? And uh, in my group of friends, we're having a ton of fun with this stuff because I'm kind of new at it myself, right? So um, uh, I get kind of one-on-one feedback all the time, but it'd be great to share the feedback, uh, I guess, in print on social media. Yeah, we want to share the print with with the listeners. I mean, we there are people out there listening to the show. We're getting downloads, and and people are checking it out. And it's, it's really kind of cool for, for me to see – uh, you know, somebody in Australia or Japan is downloading the show. I'm thinking to myself, well, how how the heck do they understand what I'm saying? But, you know, it's not like there aren't Americans in Japan, so who knows? But, uh, but it's kind of cool uh, that somebody uh, around the world is, is listening to your show and hopefully digging it. So um, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, that's not going to change, but we would love, 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 love to hear from you folks and just tell us what, you know, what can we do better? What do you like? What do you don't like? We're not going to get mad if you, uh, don't like something. We're just going to try to improve. And, and let me say this, Sonny, when, when we ask for people's rock and roll stories, don't feel like you have to be like a novel writer. It it doesn't, you know, I, I don't even really care if your English is perfect. My English is far from perfect. Just tell us your story in your own words. Uh, and maybe that's a paragraph and maybe it's two paragraphs and maybe it's like three sentences. Just share your stories with us and, and we'll make sure that we share those out uh, on the show. Uh, so we're going to start trying to do, um, cause we are getting some stories, uh, from listeners now. We're going to start trying to do these, uh, midweek, uh, time capsules. So grown up rock time capsules, where we're going to share a listener story. We're going to have a listener come on and do a little 15 or 20 minute, uh, episode. And we're going to release those in the middle of the week, um, uh, for your entertainment. So hopefully you'll enjoy those. Uh, when we start releasing those, I'd probably be a week or two down the road, but, uh, that's it. Sonny, um, yeah. I'm gonna, you have anything else? I'm gonna call out these people and we're gonna head for home. So I'm, you know what? I'll call out the people cause okay. uh, we got, uh, we got a few people we want to thank. They've been sharing the episodes. Uh, Tony Masalem, uh, our friend from Restrain. So thank you for your continued support. J- Jason Alexander. That is not the Jason Alexander from, uh, Seinfeld. Uh, this guy's nickname is actually Gambit. I know this guy. Uh, he's like in uh, 35 different fantasy football leagues with me. Um, 
Andrew Jacobs, which uh, I don't know Andrew, but uh, thank you for sharing. And then there's this wonderful, beautiful woman named Jennifer Dreiss that shared, and we appreciate it. That's right. And and somebody I left off uh, is uh, Chris Ellis from Restained as well. Um, and if you haven't gone back and checked out that episode, go back and check out that episode with Restrained. They are a killer band that, that um, uh, is unsigned, and so a lot of people don't know about them, and we want to uh, try to expose that band. Uh, so you'll dig that. If you're, if you're into hard rock and metal, you will definitely dig Restrained. So check that out. Cool. Great. Well, it's been fun. Are you? Uh, whose turn is it to spin the the phone here? I think I spun it last episode. So all um, right. So take take okay. us out, uh, buddy. It's time for a little shake, rattle, and roll. All right. Let me hit shuffle here. All right. I got a good one. Oh. So. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for your support, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Peace. Roll it. Play us out, boys. Let's shuffle, rattle, and roll. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.